Welcome to the Fantasy Friends Podcast. Here are your hosts, Daniel Maddox and the man with a Ryan Leaf tattoo on his ass, Ryan Humphreys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, but I'm your host, Daniel Maddox, and then he's, say your name. Hey, I'm Ryan Humphreys, and welcome back to the Fantasy and Friends. This is totally not robotic and totally fluid and normal. Hey, Daniel, how you been, man? I feel good, man. It's, it's been a good night. It's been a month since we've uh, recorded our last show. Why don't you inform everybody on how your season's going? That's inappropriate. No, man, just tell everybody. Uh... What did I ask you? What a fucking what, dick move. What did I ask you last night or okay, this morning? So, in me and Daniel's league, I got my first win this week against uh, our boy Blake. Um, but in my other two leagues, I'm 5 and 1 no, in no, first no, place no, no, in both no, leagues. No, 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 no. We're not talking about those other leagues. We're talking about our league. That's a fucking low blow, you piece of shit. What did I say to you this morning? I said, How did it feel to wake up as a winner? You're a real cock ass right now. Hey Ryan, you real piece of shit. Ryan, for the record, what's my record? Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what's man. my like, record, Ryan? I'm I'm about to just stop this <laughs> and start it over. No, don't. No, no, no. Don't don't do this. No, because I'm gonna do it again and again. I'm not fucking playing just, into your games. You can say your own record, man. Just say my record. Say it. I'm not gonna say it. We can sit here for the next <laughs> hour if you want. Go ahead and beat your own dick off if you want. Just say it. <laughs> I've struck a nerve. Struck a nerve. Um, I'm six and zero. Oh. Yeah, now you sound like a real asshole. Oh, I'm six and zero. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, if anybody should be listening to anybody, it should probably be you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Could, you, man. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. We're just I, friends here. I think. We're going to rename the show to The Fantasy Enemies. Because I'm hurt. That hurt. Well. That hurt me deep. Sorry. Sorry you're, you're shit at fantasy football. But anyway, I'm not shit. You're shit. I'm mediocre. Scoreboard, dude. Scoreboard. Uh, So, first show in a month. We had some things going on. Then we got slack and lazy. Um, This is our first show since our buddy Rob got married. Oh, yeah. Which is one and of the reasons we missed, uh, like, what, week three or week four? Yeah, because they're dead now. They're dead. They're both dead. It's very sad. <laughs> but congrats to Rob and his newly acquired wife. But not a, not congrats on their deaths. That was really sad. They didn't die. I don't know why you would joke about that. That's not funny at all. Um, and then... <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Besides that, um, I don't know. Are you trying to just say what we've been doing the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I know what I've been doing. I've been winning. What have you been doing? Uh, winning in the majority of my leagues. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, we've been <laughs> podcast-wise, we've been lazy. That's true. Which, you know, that falls on both of us. Listen, when you don't get paid for a podcast and you, you're just doing it in your spare time, it's hard. It, I mean, I guess we could we could clearly be doing better, but it's just not as easy as it seems like it would be. We don't live. We live about what thirty minutes apart. Yeah. And you know, Ryan has to make the trek over here. We have to. We and at my household to the studio. 
Yeah. At my household, we have fucking, was it three, do- three dogs and three cats? Mm-hmm. I have, I have no fucking life. Well, it's not your fault, man. It's my girlfriend's fault. You only claim one of these animals. Alshon. Alshon. All right. Anyway, I don't think I don't think anybody cares about this. Uh, so slapping him, slapping his belly. He's a fat boy. He's not too. Well, he's chubby. Um, he's got some weight on him. Hey, his, his dick hangs low to the his ground. Dick does hang low, but it's tiny. Hey, man. Carolina didn't lose this week. South Carolina didn't lose this week. It's yeah, a good week. We uh, we beat by week, but nobody cares. Nobody and that's cares our about college, the Gamecocks. That's our college, <laughs> and that's our college segment. All right, so week seven, man. This we're recording this like a couple hours after the Monday night football game. Um, so we're all all dosed up on the week six action. We know everything that happened, so we're ready to get into week seven. <clears throat> So the the headline news, I guess, would be Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger. had a torn meniscus, had uh, surgery this morning. Now, um, was it removed, or was it is it a repair? Well, I guess. I mean, we were talking about this before the podcast, and uh, if it was repaired, it was likely a season-ending ailment mm-hmm. uh, type deal. But if they remove the meniscus. Which, what really is a meniscus? The phrase I kept hearing was, cl- they cleaned it up. Yeah. I think, uh, whatever that means. I take that as they removed it. Um, and when you remove the meniscus, it's a one to three week injury. So, I'm thinking, I he's not playing this week. No. And then I couldn't the, see him playing this week. No, and then the bye. I think he's off this week, and then they have the bye, and then he's back for... Um, week it? 10. Week 10. No. 9. Week 9. Yeah, week 9. So, you know, week nine or week ten when is when Roethlisberger should should come back. But um, what do you think this does to A.B., Lev Bell, and Sammy Coates? I think it hurts. Any any pass catching, I mean, any of the receivers, um, that hurts them a ton. Maybe, well, they were in that they were in that uh, Hayward Bay play when Ben was still in. But I mean, you could see a little bit more of him. But I think Love Bell's fine. Um, I, I, would I mean, I think it hurts everybody. Well, I mean, you, you saw a heavy dosage, but least of, of all Bell. Yeah, it, it, it didn't help that they were down big in that game whenever Ben got hurt. So, well, he came back too. He finished the game. Well, it wasn't the same offense. Like it wasn't nah, I mean, remotely they, the same. Whenever you get rocked by Miami, yeah, you know, it's never a good thing. But you're probably gonna. What my point is is that you're gonna see Landry. I'm assuming Landry gonna uh, Landry Jones. Landry yeah. Jones. Yeah, Landry Jones in that in the next game. So which he he looked at. Uh, he played. I think he started one game last year, um, and I want to say Brown had north of 120 yards, about seven catches. It could be fine, but I mean, just Brown based, should be okay. He's he's not like the consensus number one wide receiver no. this week, but still top ten. And Coates would be a riskier play, and you're playing Bell. Uh, Jesse James, I think you can drop him, in my opinion. I mean, he was a streaming option to begin with. Two touchdowns in the last three weeks. Didn't score this week, but... Yeah, but... He's very touchdown. You didn't start him with confidence. No, he's he's the epitome of, like, a touchdown-dependent play, and he's, like, streaming against matchups only. So that's really only when 
Big Ben comes back. So, yeah, you hope Ben comes back <laughs> week nine, but if he's out for longer than that, you just gotta kind of prepare. I don't think I don't think you can really trade Brown right now. You're not gonna get value for him, and you know. If Ben comes back in two weeks, then there's no reason to trade him. Nope. Same for Bell. And you, there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of guys on the waiver. And I'm coach sure just mostly. stash him. I'd yeah. say, you know, keep him on. Your yeah, bench. you're not you're not gonna get rid of any of these like key position players. Anyway, you're just gonna have to adjust for the next coming weeks. You gotta play them like a like a not as bad bye week. You just, can still use some of them, but just a bump in the road. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was the Chiefs' backfield. Kind of a hot topic. Uh, because you know this was this past week was supposed to be when Charles came back and got the workload again. He did come back. He did come back. Did not get the workload. The snap count went. Uh, Ware got thirty nine snaps. Charles got fifteen, and Sharkendrick West got nine. Um, and as far as week seven is concerned, like I in me and Daniel's league, I own both Charles and Ware, and they're playing New Orleans, um, and I'm. Leaning towards starting both of them. I would. Um, but I think in this case where – I think it would have been a more 50-50 split if it wasn't like horrible weather in that game. Like it was raining all day. Well, you got to think they're not going to totally – they're not – I don't even think four weeks from now you're – I mean, I could be completely wrong about Charles, but I just – the way this offense is working, it seems like they have plays like specifically keyed in for Spencer Ware – and you saw that come out like much in the same way a couple of weeks ago with Atlanta. You'd have Devontae Freeman as a running back and Tevin Coleman. You could have played them as equally, or you could have played them as one running back, one wide receiver. Not last week with Seattle, but the week prior and the weeks prior to that. Yeah, a lot of people have been comparing the back this Kansas City backfield to Atlanta's. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you know Kansas City was up two touchdowns almost ever since like after the midway through the second quarter. I want to say. You could also so, you could also see the split to start because I mean it's almost it's you know it's nine touches short of you know fifty you know not fifty fifty but with where <clears throat> with like twice as many care or twice as many touches or was that snap, oh, snap snap count yeah snap count my bad um you can, I, I I'm assuming that's going to get closer in the next oh, few yeah. weeks it should be more fifty fifty but for the but for the next few weeks I think. If you still have where, I'd say use them now. Use them now in the next, you know, week or so, week or two. I mean, Ware's done nothing to um, lose touches. He's played really well. I mean, if they make Charles into a, a third down back, he'd be <laughs> a hell of a fucking third down back. The best probably in NFL history. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't imagine you're going to – I don't imagine it'll get there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm against New Orleans, I'd start both of them with, yeah. you know, feeling good about it. You know, that should be a high-scoring game. So, wouldn't be too worried. Give it a couple weeks. We'll see how things shake out. Um, so, this will be, like, the first show we can do, like, waivers. Yep, like, we wave, finally add, can do waivers. Because this is our first um, midweek podcast, so to so to speak. Okay. So, what do you want to do? You're going to go – we're going to – we got, what, five for you? You want to start? Uh, yeah. Or you want Actually, me to start? You start since you own this guy. Oh man! All right, on the uh, and I guess I have to preface this by saying um, Ryan did did a he he did a real nice thing for me, and he 
uh, last weekend, I was sitting around trying to make a decision as to who would play in my flex because I was I was uh, riddled by the bye week. And, um, and this is week five. Yeah, this not was this past not weekend, week six, week five. I was four and zero, and I needed to, I needed someone. I had in. I think I dropped Mike Wallace because of the weather in Baltimore last week, two weeks ago. It was a uh, Hurricane Matthew. Pardon me while I open the spear. So I dropped him because of the winds. Um, I think I picked up Bobby Rainey on the hopes that he would get some uh, some receptions in that game, and I think he did. He scored 13 points, I think is what you said. Yeah, in PPR. Yeah, but then Ryan said in his, his play of the week. What we a nice just, guy. We were just chit-chatting, and he said, no, my play of the week on DFS is Cameron Meredith. And I thought about it for about 20, 25 minutes. Closing in on uh, 1 o'clock, and I picked him up, set him in there, and he scored 27 points. Almost right, almost single-handedly handed me a win last week. I think I might have won regardless, but not splitting hairs. He helped me win that game. Um, 27 targets over the last two weeks. He's clearly someone Brian Hoyer loves. I mean, even with Alshon, Alshon got his this week for the, you know, he hasn't been bad this year, but a little hobbled, injuries, whatnot, and Meredith still... Is, is just dominating the target department. Eddie Royal exited with a toe injury. That helps. I don't know what his status is, if he's going to miss any time. But, I mean, with yeah, the receiver. Yeah, questionable heading into this week. If it's a toe injury with a receiver, the one you the one that you fear is t- uh, turf toe. You kind of messed up Willie Sneed the last few weeks. Um, <clears throat> so, Cameron Meredith, he's, what I say, 50. Oh, no, I haven't said yet. He's 52% owned in – in um, Yahoo, in Yahoo, and I think thirty-two percent owned in ESPN leagues. So if he's still there, he should. You should absolutely. If you have, um, I don't know if you have a top waiver spot. Depends on what your team needs are. Yeah, if you really, if you're desperate for a receiver and you have a top waiver spot, I'd definitely go for him. But if you need a running back, um, maybe someone later in this list. Well, maybe just one guy in this list. That and hope to God that Hoyer remains the starting quarterback for the yeah, Bears. Which I think he will. I don't think anyway, the way they've been playing. I mean, he's thrown for 300-plus yards in every start. Yeah, it, ain't his, it ain't his fault they haven't won. No, he's he's played really well. Yeah, and they, they got no defense. Their defense is actually all right, but as a team – Overall, they're just so mediocre yeah. that they can't really like put teams away. That was a real crap game with them. And I wanted, that was I, like one of the worst games ever. I think I saw that uh, since he got last week, he had 300-plus yards passing for the third game in a row, and uh, Jay Cutler had never done that. Yeah. And then Hoyer throws up Isn't it amazing that Jay Cutler for four weeks in a row. Isn't it amazing that Jay Cutler is like, he has yeah, a job, no question? Like yeah. Every year, it's like no question he's going to be a starter for a team. It's amazing. He's, I mean, I don't know, man. He's just so mediocre. But yeah. sometimes he gets the job done. He looks great. Other times, it's just like, why the fuck is this guy? I couldn't. I know one thing. I couldn't be a Bears fan. No, it'd be impossible. Well, it's kind of like being a Carolina fan, South Carolina fan, man. That's true. At least this year. It's a little give and take. But I do agree. If you have, like, a top waiver priority. If you're struggling at receiver, I think I'd spend it on Meredith. This would be the week. Uh, you know, it's it's week seven. You never know what's going to happen the following weeks. But no, listen, he's trending upward. He went what? He went 15, then 12 in targets. Waste. 
this pa- yeah he had 15 this past week oh it was, it was 12 and then 15 meanwhile Jeffrey had uh, 13 this past week but 6 prior yeah and I mean uh, Hoyer was looking towards Kevin White um, the two <laughs> games they played yeah before he got hurt I just think I think Cameron Mer- Meredith like with the way that offense is working as much as they're passing the ball um, I think he's safe for I think he's locked in as the wide receiver two on the Bears team. I don't know if it makes him anything oh, yeah. more than like a wide receiver four, wide receiver three borderline. I mean, he's not going to score twenty points every week. Well, that and um, I mean, he's looked good. That's the bottom line. Is he yeah. looked good? Uh, well, I guess really, what he scored this week twenty something, twenty four. Mm. I don't remember. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, in PPR, in the 20s for sure, right? Pretty much the the difference in the scores. The I think last he had two eight weeks. catches, 130 yards, something like that. The first week. It was nine for 130 and a touchdown the first week. I think he had, he had around 11. the same, just minus He had 11 the for 113. Oh, it was okay. about the same. The touchdown is the difference in his score the last two weeks. That's it. Well, fuck it. He's getting the looks. Pick him up. He's our uh, top guy to add. Probably everybody's, to be honest. Well, but he's, he's, he would be mine, but... He's going in he, a lot of leagues. Yeah, I mean, you said you looked it up, and Yahoo's fifty-two percent on, and ESPN, ESPN is thirty-two point like thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's out there. So if he's out there, try and get him. Uh, fab wise, I'd probably spend maybe fifteen to twenty percent of my budget on him. Yeah, it, 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 if you're desperate for a receiver, if you need, or if you need a flex or something. Uh, next. Well, sorry. My no, bad. I was just say easily spend that much. Move on to uh, our next waiver guy. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go a little bit quicker on this. These next few guys is Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's thirty five percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, he's three straight weeks with a touchdown. Uh, a lot of people think he's kind of supplanted Antonio Gates as like the go to tight end for San Diego, which is completely believable. Um, as much as like Philip Rivers might not like it. Because um, with his boy Gates, Hunter Henry's he's he's young, and he's just I think he's, he's better than Gates. He's, right well, now. he's just the younger Gates. He's Gates yeah. like how does I mean Gates people compare him to people compare Henry to Gronk. Yeah, and you know he's not Gronk. Well, not yet. Yet, but he looks he looks like he could be. I mean he's 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 had his his points have trended up in the last three weeks. Oh, he yeah. went from pretty much nothing to the last three weeks. He's been. A viable tight end one pretty much every single week. I mean, this he past, scored. He this scored what? He scored three every, three touchdowns in, in a row. Three weeks, yeah. Um, and he's averaging six uh, targets per game last four weeks, which if you're getting those from Rivers, yep. that's not bad. They're likely going to be in the red zone if they're coming. Uh, if he's throwing to a tight end, you know, that's where they go to in the red zone mm-hmm. a lot of times is tight end. Because they don't have Woodhead anymore, and Melvin Gordon can't run him in every time, as uh, Denver showed. Yeah, I think you could pretty much. I think he, Hunter Henry could thank Danny Woodhead for this type of volume, and he's good too. Well, he's good, no <laughs> doubt. No, he is good. He's a good tight end. But I know, like, uh, he is a rookie, right? This is first year. I think so. Yeah, I know tight end like rookie tight ends hardly ever do well. No, he's he's breaking the mold on rookie tight ends. Like it always takes like two to three years, because you got to you got to think like tight ends are responsible for both blocking and running routes. And well, they receiving. have to be they have to be good at both to be on the field, right? And so maybe he's picking up. He's finally in week six. Well, shit, 
by week three or four, he started picking up the playbook maybe. And so now he's able to run routes and block well, do whatever they ask of him. Mm-hmm. And Gates been hobbled a little bit. So, you know, I, they definitely like him in San Diego. So I'd, uh, I wouldn't spend a top waiver on him, but if you need maybe a streaming option or – uh, or if you just want like a solid backup tight end, you can definitely start him some weeks. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would start him. I would start him until you can't anymore. Yeah, I, I'd say. What do you think, Fab wise? I'd say about eight percent. If I had a hundred dollars, I'd bid eight to nine bucks on him. Yeah. But if you got if you know it's mid season, if you got fifty bucks left, maybe you spring five six bucks on him. I don't know if I'd give much more than that. Depends on how desperate you are for a tight end. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the next guy? Uh, well, this one's the obvious one, I think. Uh, what I kind of alluded to earlier, Cameron Meredith was our first, was our uh, top waiver claim this week. Um, this one, I think, will be the top one on most other fantasy news outlets. It'd be Jay Ajayi. He's 30. Was this Yahoo? Is this Yahoo? 30, yeah, 32%, 32% on, Yahoo. on Yahoo. He's coming off a 25-carry, 204-yard, and two-touchdown game versus Pittsburgh. Um, who knows? Who knows with Miami? They they can they looked great this past week, but they've looked terrible pretty much every other week. Um, well, that was their first win, was it not? No. No? No, it was their second or third win. Oh, shit. Um, I don't watch enough I Miami mean, games, Ajay, obviously. Ajay broke that like garbage time. Run. It was like a sixty-yard touchdown run. Wait, this no. past week? No, it wasn't overtime run. It was like fourth quarter, less than two minutes, three to two minutes left. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, he would be far and away the number one ad if Aaron Foster did not come back. Yeah, in this he, game, they didn't need Foster. But I, I just. Think about Foster how, doesn't look. He looks. He looks. I'm not saying that he's heavier. He looks slower. Well, he, he just. He's he, gonna look slower because he's getting old. I know, but it's like 30, okay. If, if, okay, if that's the case, then I'm not arguing you, against picking up a Jai. I'm just saying like he shouldn't be. You shouldn't pick him up and immediately like plug him in and think he's gonna get a touchdown every week in 100 think, plus yards. I think he I think he's a starting running back for an NFL team. I don't I don't see how he doesn't have the starting job anymore. With a, a performance, giant, with a a performance like that against a defense like Pittsburgh, I think I think he's he's earned himself a starting role the next couple of weeks unless he performs terribly, which I just don't see happening. I'd agree with you if Foster wasn't in the equation. That's all it is. He, I mean when Foster he's started missed, the season, he missed 3 weeks. Yeah, he, he Foster only played one full game, and he did didn't do anything against Seattle. Or he had Seattle. one catch. He had one catch for thirty four yards. That was his big play of that game. That was it. He's only played two games for him, and he got hurt that second game. I know. So, but that's kind of Arian Foster. Listen, dude, Arian Foster is my favorite player in the NFL. Has been for the last couple of years. You don't have to tell me that he's a good player. It's just the I just facts don't think Jay. I'm sorry. Finish. I just don't. I just don't think that Foster is. He he is like one of those guys you can't let go of because of his name. He hasn't been relevant since 2014. I had a hard time dropping him myself, but I had to let him go at some point because he's not playing. And when he does play, there's always that chance for that soft tissue injury. Always. 
You oh, always no have to worry. No doubt. And it's just the way he looked on the field. And I'm, I'm going strictly off eye test, and I know it's his first game back from coming off of another groin injury. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it just seems like – I'm not saying he's done. I'm sure he's still got some football left in him, but he'll be – he's 31 now. I think he turned 31 this year. Um, 30 or 31. And I'm not – He'll be 32 next year with a long list of soft tissue injuries, and you got Jay Ajayi who's young. I just but he hasn't impressed until two weeks ago. Two weeks ago he had a decent game. This week obviously had 200. He's shown enough. He's shown enough. Like he had that overtime touchdown earlier in the season, um, that won them the game. He's shown enough. Like breakaway. He's fast. Too small a sample size for me, man. If Foster doesn't do anything next two weeks, who hasn't done anything in a year and a half? Well, he's hurt all last year. Doesn't mostly, but he's always hurt. (laughs) He's always hurt. I'm not defending that. Foster's next to probably Tony Romo is like one of the softest injury wise, one of the softest guys in the league. But if you have Foster, I'm I have Foster in one league. Are you gonna okay? If you I'm not playing him, I'm gonna hold on to him for two more weeks. And if he doesn't do shit, I'm dropping him. What you got to hope from a Foster is like PPR stuff. That was where he made his money. Well, yeah, he's a great pass catcher. But I don't know. He just he doesn't. He looks. He just looks. I he think, looks worn down, man. I, That's I think Ajayi's a great ad this week, but I would pump the brakes on considering him uh, uh, putting him in your lineup with confidence. He, what's their What's their record? Or what's their um not record? What's their um? I think they're two and four now. Schedule. Uh, you can look it up, but I'm saying like I know we're we I guess we got different stances on it because I think Foster should take the workload, but they were controlling that game against Pittsburgh for the most part, especially when Big Ben went out. So they didn't need to run Foster out there, and uh, when Foster came to training camp, like he immediately won that starting job far and away. So. I don't think they're going to go away from them. If they're struggling in a game, Foster's going to be in there. And I know Adam Gase uh, wants to commit to one running back. You know how they were doing the whole like three, four-man committee uh, mm-hmm. as recent as two weeks ago. Yeah. And that wasn't working out for him. So they want a lead back. Yeah, they, so, want, a, they want a bell cow. And 204 yards sounds like a bell cow. Sure. But this was Foster's first week back. It's the same deal with like Charles. They want to ease. They don't want to like immediately get a guy got back it. from a hand, hamstring injury and give him twenty five carries. But I got I gotta assume, and based off nothing else, when you look at what happens on the field, they they didn't need to use Foster. But that, even, even if they would have need to have used Foster, would he have would he have helped them anymore in that game than Jay Ajayi because he could catch the ball. I don't know how many receptions Jai had in that game. He's not the greatest pass catcher. If they needed Foster, I mean, the 204 yards, I think, is just super deceiving. But, you know, I, like I said, I still agree with Ajayi being a, a good ad. Okay, he week. had a one reception for three yards. But yeah, he's not the he's not going to be a pass passing down back. I don't know. I don't think we're getting anywhere on this one. No, we'll, we'll agree. I don't know if we're agreeing to disagree. But Not really. We just have a different take on the Miami backfield. I, I think if Foster play, if Foster does not get hurt, 
the rest of the season, which is a stretch. I think he'll end up with more total yards, more total fantasy points than uh, Ajayi. You want to put a bet on that? I'll put a bet on that. How much? I don't know. You name it. Hmm. Hmm. If Foster doesn't get hurt. Okay. All right. That's what I said. All right, so if he gets hurt, I don't have to pay anything. If he gets, if Foster gets hurt, then the bet's, bet's off. off. All right, but if he's healthy the rest of the season, then a hundred dollars. If he if he misses less than two more games, no, just if he gets hurt. No, if he miss if he gets hurt and misses like one or two games. Okay. So so is it's, it's got to be one it, or two. We're going into week seven. Uh, Miami hasn't had their bye week yet. No. So they have uh, ten more games. All right. So if he misses right? two yeah. full games, I win. Or two games or less, and if Ajayi has more points than Foster, okay. you win whatever bet we're making right now. A hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Hundred bucks. Mark it down. I'll talk your. I'll take your money. This will be fun. All right, so, so, uh, you is it my turn to go into the next one? Yeah, I think so. Can All right, you, so yeah. our next waiver pick, we kind of we've been sludging on these uh, waiver Christ. wire ads. What a uh, what's we're our, at what's, um, our, what's our time? Twenty nine minutes. Oh, okay, we're going. Ain't we're too doing. Bad. We're doing okay. Okay, so next guy, this is a very prospective ad. I think I'm using that word correctly. Uh, Kenny Britt. He's twelve percent owned. In Yahoo leagues, he he's had 75 or more yards kept receiving in uh, four out of six games. He had the big week this past week, which um, his exact stats were. Let me pull them up. I know he had two touchdowns. Let's see. He had eight targets, seven receptions, 136 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. And the touchdowns. First two or first touchdowns of his uh, of the season, but in PPR he scored 10, 15, 5, worst week of the season, 12, 12, then 34. Um, and I'm not recommending this guy as like a guy you pick up and immediately start and feel fucking awesome about it, but he could be a good flex play. Um, has a really juicy schedule coming up. He's got the Giants this week, then he's got a bye, then he's got Carolina, who has been pretty piss poor against the pass, Mm -hmm. then the Jets, who have also been bad against uh, opposing quarterbacks and the receivers. He's got Miami, and then the best fantasy defense to go against, New Orleans. So he's got uh, a really soft, soft as cotton ball schedule coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. So, if you're desperate for a receiver, especially, I think in 12-man leagues, this guy yeah. has to be owned. I think he's, yeah, in 12-man leagues, definitely anything above 10. Um, I think that's a, that's like solid, like, wide receiver, like, almost borderline wide receiver three. Oh, yeah. For the rest of the year, based on that schedule. I mean, just based on what he's done with five points being his worst game. I think after this past week, he's probably, a, like, an overall scoring. He might be, like, top 20 or top yeah. 25 in PPR. Well, then there you go. It, he just hasn't been getting the touchdowns, and he got you know he got yeah, a couple too, this week. Yeah. 
two helps, but I'm saying like even the numbers before, like you said, he had a couple twelve point games and one Which, bad five point game. If if I got a flex in PPR, if I get twelve points, I'm not mad about it. Nope. Um. So you know, you think double digit most of the time, especially if you're just trying to get something out of a Tennessee wide receiver. If you have to play one of them, Tennessee. He's a, a ram there, bro. Oh, my God. Didn't he used to play for Tennessee? <laughs> he did, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dan. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, a lot of people think Tavon's the number one You know what? Fuck receiver. that. I remember that. Never mind. Yeah. My bad. It's an easy mistake. <laughs> that yeah. name, it just, it just, it just. Well, Kenny Britt's, like, he's one of those guys that he kind of got talked up. Like, he, he should have been hot shit a couple years ago. Yeah. But, I'm not wrong though. He did play for Tennessee. Right? Yeah, he did play okay. for Tennessee. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I am he just wrong, never but... really. He hasn't. This is by far his best start to the season. Uh, a lot of people <clears throat> think Tavon's number one wide receiver in uh, L.A., but not really. I think it's Mr. Britt. Even though Tavon, he got 46 million in the off season. Fuck him. Uh, but I think because uh, I know Keenum worked with uh, Kenny Britt and Brian Quick in the off season a lot. I only know that from watching Hard Knocks, which was a okay season. It wasn't that great. But uh, I think they got a little connection, and I think he's uh, Keenum's go-to, if you had to ask me. All right, so it's uh, the last one here. Um, just not much on this one. Deion Lewis, clearly, um, he's out right now with the – what did he – he had another surgery to clean up a prior it was, surgery. Yeah, it was a knee surgery. Yeah, another knee surgery. But he should be coming back after he like can, week, he, week 10, after yeah. the week not by. He could play. I think he could play this week. But he's. they're not going to. They'll probably hold him. He can start practicing this week. Okay. So he's 25% owned in uh, Yahoo Leagues. Um, if you have an IR spot, especially if you have an IR spot, grab him, put it on him, put him on it. Um, but if not, if you can make a room on your bench, put him there. I'm sure he'll come in handy, especially late towards a playoff run if he can stay. If his, if he doesn't have any more flare-ups with the knee. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it about that, right? Yeah, especially in PPR. I mean, you like Adam. how Tom Brady has used James White the last two weeks that he's been back. Yeah, and somebody asked a question kind of related to that, which we'll get into yeah. a little bit later. Um, so that's all our waiver ads. We kind of hung around on some of that, but uh, – Arian Foster is going to score more points than JJ the rest of the season, and Daniel's going to owe me a hundred bucks. That's not going to happen. All right, I can't so wait to take your money. This little bit, this little bitty of the show, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're kind of going to, not going to talk about it too much, but we're just going to run down if we were drafting today, what our top ten picks would be, and this we'll say this would be half PPR. So we'll. Find a we'll meet in the middle between standard and PPR. Um, I yeah. Guess, so if you had a team at each position, how you would just run down the first ten picks of a ten man league draft? What? That's what I'm saying. What we're doing. I'm reiterating. If I had a team at each position. Yeah, like if you you're just picking every every team. Wow. Oh, okay. Every, I thought you were trying to do like an alternating. Thing. No, that's not what I was talking about. Just should saying. I just do my uh, first ten or top ten? And then you'll do yours? Yeah. All right, so my top ten, if... They don't differ that much. If the fantasy football season started today and drafts went down, these these would be my top ten guys on my list. 
I'd take David Johnson number one, uh, Le'Veon Bell number two, Antonio Brown number three, and AB might be number one overall had it not been for that uh, Roethlisberger injury, but it'd be hard to take David Johnson out of that number one spot the way he's been playing. I mean, he got we, me and Daniel just watched him get three touchdowns tonight. Um, I mean, he's about as solid as you can as you can as you can get from a first round pick. He's Le'Veon Bell, but like without the weed and without the um, <laughs> knee issues. Yeah, without yeah. Uh, so number four would be Zeke Elliott for me. Uh, I mean, the dude's just been running wild behind that robust Dallas O-line. Um, I think he's been – he's averaged – I don't know about this past week, but since week one he's averaged uh, a higher yard per carry uh, each week. I think he Than the prior? Went, yeah. I mean, he's – 130 yards for the last four weeks. That's, he, he's fucking sick, man. Like, he can do it all, him and Dak – can take on the world. Um, Julio Jones would be my fifth pick. LaShawn McCoy would be my sixth. I mean, he just had a three-touchdown game. Been looking awesome. Uh, which is, you know, I'm surprised even when defenses face the Bills and they stack the box, they still can't stop Shady. Nope. And I know he had a good time taking it to Chip Kelly hmm. on Sunday. Chip Kelly's racist ass. <laughs> Uh, and seventh overall, uh, I don't know if he would be here if it weren't for this past week, but for me it's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he finally had his breakout game. And, uh, you know, me and Daniel talked about, like, his uh, kicking net antics. Like, it's kind of lame at this point, but I think he's just kind of playing up to the media, making a big fuss about it. In my opinion, I think he's just kind of s- subtly – rubbing it in their face with all these kicking net things like he proposed the kicking net and all that I mean I'm kind of over it though but yeah it was funny yeah. after the first week he did it last week when he did it not not week six week five yeah it was funny the incident five. happened week four At week five he finally scored a touchdown and he ran over to the net and he like hugged it and that was funny like yeah. that that to me was like genuine like I genuinely laughed at that mm-hmm but then this week, I saw the first score, saw him go to the net. And I was, you know, like, ah-ha-ha, ah-ha. Okay, we get it. And they did it again. And it's just like, regardless of whatever the message is, whatever he's like trying to do, it's just like, it's, it's, you can't, it's beating a dead horse, man. It's not fun. Like, that hasn't been funny since. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll do it. Any, I'd be surprised if he does it again. Yeah, I think I think he said I think he said he's done with it, but it's just like you know you know you could have already been done with it. It doesn't well, matter. I mean, he's still also a killer. Like the media, they they like I told you, like uh, half the questions they asked him the past couple weeks were about the kicking net. Well, like who gives yeah, a fuck? I guess. And yeah. I think he played into that. Like, look how stupid this shit is. But you know, who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows what goes on in that guy's head? As long hey, I own him in our league. As long as he just stops punching players. <laughs> Getting uh, personal fouls called on him. He's I'm lucky he him. hasn't like been ejected. Well, he's got to get. He hasn't gotten two personal fouls. No, I'm just saying he's yet. lucky though. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's the him and uh, Norman are the reason that rule yeah. exists. Yep. Um, all right. So anyway, eighth overall, I would take uh, Demarco Murray. Um, he would be a little bit higher if that Tennessee offense was 
much better, but they look pretty solid. Like Mariota killed it this past week, so they might be trending up. Uh, he was spreading the ball around pretty well. Uh, and this was actually Murray's, like, probably his lowest um, fantasy points on the season. So maybe he needs them to stay shitty and just hand him the ball two yeah. or five times and throw it to him five or six times. No, whatever they got working out is perfect. Yeah, this, yeah especially his past week. But um, he did he did look pretty average um, this past week. But I think he's he's a bell cow. He'll still get the ball. He should average 20 touches per game. Um, ninth for me would be A.J. Green. Uh, he's still at the primary option on that uh, Bengals offense. Um, they got LaFell and Tyler Boyd. Uh, and Eifer's not back yet, so Green's going to see plenty of looks. And then 10th for me would be Gronkowski with Brady back. You know, I think uh, this past week was the true Brady-Grunk game. Uh, I think uh, in week five, he kind of got held back a little bit, dealing with that hammy. <laughs> well, the and Martell has been Martell has been hitting three touchdowns. Might have had something to do with it, but dude's looking good. He's a complete mismatch for cornerbacks or linebackers, whoever they put on him. Like can't cover him. So that'd be my uh, as as much as I wouldn't take a. I've been opposed to taking Gronkowski in the first round. At this point, uh, if we were drafting today, I wouldn't be too hesitant about doing it. So I'll toss it over to Daniel for his top ten picks. I feel like maybe now that I heard you do your whole first one, like your whole list, yeah, that maybe we should have did it alternating. Why? And then talk about our differences when we got there. Maybe. I mean, well, you're you're kind of off. It's um, off by, it's not that different. I think we legitimately only have one person different in the top 10, and that's the last pick. I mean, you you got LaShawn McCoy second. Yep, okay, so let's start. Just go into it. All right, so obviously David Johnson's number one, clearly. Um, then I have LaShawn McCoy. Then I have Le'Veon. Why do you have McCoy over Le'Veon? Uh, touchdowns? Touchdowns. Yeah, it's, it's just Le'Veon hasn't scored yet, and I'm not saying that he is is two weeks in. And I'm not saying that he should have scored by now, but he's done. He's done killer. He no, he's been he's been fantastic without the touchdowns. Yeah, he's been fantastic without the touchdowns. It's just like if he could have, if he had that part of his game right now, if they were using him on the goal line. Um, I guess they just haven't had the opportunities, or if you know he just have happened to have made his way there, he would be. He might be number one for me, but just well, and, uh, the simple fact that LaShawn McCoy. By, he got vultured by uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo, yeah. But it's like if McCoy can basically look like he just blew his knee out, right? Yeah. He thought, we thought he was done, and then he was up five yeah. minutes later running around catching passes. I thought he like tore and, his ACL or and PCL scored, or something. Yeah, and then scored another touchdown and had like – and then finished off that game. It's just it's just the touchdowns right now. That's all it is. Once Le'Veon starts scoring, With a, a slight Le'Veon having a slight bit more injury risk to McCoy. Yeah. Would you say? Well, no, no, not really. They're about no. the same for me. Okay, so because McCoy's been you, injured, he has like a soft tissue shit too. Like, but his is always yeah, a you. hamstring or a calf. 
Well, Bell's two for me and McCoy's yeah. uh, two for you and McCoy's uh, six for me. So that's we yeah. kind of vary on that a decent amount. Yep. At four, I have DeMarco Murray. All the same things Ryan said. They just use a baton there. And with the way you kind of want that if you have McCoy, or sorry, if you have Murray, you kind of want that uh, Tennessee offense to stay as average as they are. At least the, the passing offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been used a ton in that, too. He's been way more efficient PPR than he was. Years prior. Yeah, even in sure. the even in his good year, it was all rushing. Yeah, two um, years ago. Yeah. And at five, I have Zeke because, and I mean, I don't know if he should be higher, but he's just good, man. And I passed up on him at five. It's so hard I feel to, like that's where he would have fallen earlier in the year had we known what we know now. The, the thing about running backs <clears> – <throat> You want to like go for the younger, the younger guys, and with lists uh, the most lists. I said I was trying to say less and least at the same time. The least uh, possible risk of injury. And Zeke, I don't think I don't think he's ever really had like a major. He had like the hamstring coming into the season in yeah. training camp, but it wasn't anything major. Well, it's just it's just he's he's looked so good. I mean, no, he, I mean he's he's on he's on pace to break that Eric Eric Dickerson record. Mm-hmm. He's at seven seven hundred plus yards now, I think. Um, now he's the real deal. It's just, and you would expect that with that offensive line. It's just you know when when you're looking at him early in the season. I mean, he, what he fell eighteen in our league, second round, ninth pick. Yeah, he went eighteenth overall. Yeah, um, second round, eighth pick with with Dak and Zeke. I know it's not always on offense, but they have their defense has taken strides this year. But over the next tier, uh, ten years, would you say I'll put the over under at two Super Bowls for them? Oh, for sure. If Dak and Zeke stay healthy, do they have? Do you mean like go to or win? would you say over or under two wins? Super Bowls, just going to Super, Super Bowls. Bowl wins. Oh, over, over. If they Super if they both stay healthy and they play at this level, because. If they can build a defense around that offense, they're fine. You think uh, Romo gets the reins back whenever no. he's healthy? No, you can't take you, it. What is that? What Bull Durham? You don't mess with the streak. You you know you you don't you can't take when the teams when the whole team is responding to those two players, both of them being rookies, which makes it even more impressive. When the whole team responds to them the way they responded, and after that first week, they've come out and looked like they can beat anybody. On, on the best day. I don't see how you mess with that. I think the first uh, shitty game Dak has, I mean, he just threw his first pick yeah. this past week. Well, first shitty well, game Dak has. Well, the first pick he threw, they called a fumble, even yeah. though the ball never hit the ground. It was a a fumble that never touched the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's a little... But yeah, he threw his first here interception. Here and there. And he threw his first interception. interception sorry, what were you saying? Um, I'm thinking... If Dak has like a uh, maybe like a fifteen for thirty-five type day, two picks and hundred and eighty yards, and Romo is healthy, I think Romo will start the next game. But if Dak keeps it up and doesn't necessarily, even if they lose a game, if he has if a it's shitty not game, Dak's they, fault, yeah. If it doesn't fall on Dak Prescott, then I think Dak will stay the quarterback. 
Well, be I mean, fucking everybody's talking about that. That's like one of the yeah. ESPN and NFL Network. They're always jerking off about whether Romo will take the team back over and all that. But we all know it's ultimately Jerry Jones' decision. Yeah, and I think and I think that uh, if if they if they put in Romo, I think that hurts. <coughs> I think that hurts. Zeke. Pardon me. That was a disgusting. Sorry, man. It was really fucking. I had to disgusting. get it. Had to get it out. If they get if they, if they put Romo back in, I think that hurts. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And you got to think, too, like, they played the last couple weeks without Dez. Yep. And Dez is, he said he's playing this week. Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams. I hear they're calling him Christ Butler. Christ Butler. But how about that young boy, Cole Beastly? (laughs) Two tutties, 68 yards or something like that. He's got a, he's got a high, uh, wait, what's the phrase? Got a high motor. High he's motor. a gym rat. Yep. He's a real coach's son. First in, last out kind of guy. <laughs> you know, he almost quit football uh, before this season. Why is it? Because he's a ginger. He just said <laughs> he just said he wasn't enjoying it. And Why? Because he's a five foot seven white guy playing in an NFL. Maybe if you're racist, maybe he that's how talk, you would look at it. Maybe him. he should talk to Danny Woodhead. He's, I don't. Danny Woodhead seems to be okay. I don't look at. Cole Beasley or Danny Woodhead and see skin color oh, like wow. you. How do you not? They're five foot fucking six and seven. That's height. I'm just saying. You don't Darren see, you Sproles. Don't... Okay. Tommy Lee Lewis. <laughs> the NFL is littered with small black players. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Daniel Maddox is a racist. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> Did I say anything that was racist there? You called him a real coach's son. You called him a real coach's son. <laughs> I said he was a first in, last out kind of guy. Same thing. But yeah, he almost quit football this uh, prior to the season, I think, is what I read or heard. He's a real deal, too. If he's, He should be one of the guys on the waivers. If he's, if he he's should, Yeah, he should be. If he's still on the waivers, grab him, because he's, <laughs> he's good for a touchdown, at the very least, like 40 yards and a touchdown. Mm, he's going to get you somewhere between... You. Catches and yard uh, yeah. PPR fella. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's good for, I don't know, five six catches. He's a good DFS guy. Yeah. He's always cheap. Always like four thousand on DraftKings. Yep. He's a real gym rat. So can I finish mine or am I? Are we done no, there? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm we a, stuck on Zeke for a while. Didn't we? I'm gonna breeze through these. At six, I got Julio Jones. Seven, Antonio Brown, because the Big Ben news. Eight AJ Green, which I might move him above Antonio now. What? <laughs> and then I got Odell Beckham. Horrendously misspelled here as OBJ. It's ODB. God, and then it, drop it. I'm never gonna drop it ever. We'll fight about this till the day we die. Make like Mike Evans and just drop it. Hey yo. <laughs> and then at ten, this is our only discrepancy in both lists I have Greg Olson that's just cause he's points wise he's just scored more consistent yeah I mean Gronkowski will probably outscore him at the end of the year but you're telling me fella you would take Greg Olson over Gronkowski from this week forward yeah cause Greg Olson ain't hurt should we make a bet no we already okay. made a bet okay okay this is just, unless this was just a gentleman's bet. one or like a slap one. Well, let's make a slap bet. Okay, we'll make a slap bet. Uh, if wait, I'm not shaking. We got to know the terms. Pending injury on either guy, 
whoever ends up with the most fantasy points from this week forward. See, there's a trend here in our bets that all your guys, it's all it's all dependent on whether or not they get hurt. I feel like you need to make... Well, Olsen could get hurt, just like Jay Ajayi could No, get but hurt. like, Olsen doesn't have injury history well, that's like Gronkowski. If, if Gronkowski tears his ACL next week, God forbid, then, okay, GG, easy, you win. You win the bet. But there's got to be like some insurance here. Okay. And let's not harp on it too long. Okay. Do you want to make the bet yeah. or do you yeah, not? Yeah, we'll make the bet. Okay. So just whoever's better at the end of the year? Yeah. Barring injury, like major injury to either one? Whoever's better from this week forward. Okay. Because Grump well, didn't play the first. Ooh, so we have, I have to subtract points from my guy? This week forward. Okay. All right. I see how I... Grump didn't play the first okay. three, okay. basically, for first four weeks. So those zeros don't count that he had the first two weeks? The whole thing is we're doing it this week forward just like the damn Jay Ajayi and I feel Ulster like it thing. should go back to when he played his first game. Then I'm not doing that bet because I'd be fucking retarded. Okay. Well, that's... Okay, fine. We'll still make the bet. We already shook on it. That'd be stupid. Okay. So we just get to... He just gives a pass on those two weeks that he played and got zeros. That's fine. Three weeks. That's fine. Three that, weeks. He was out three weeks. Then he played the fourth game and got basically nothing. He got zero. Yeah. Okay. Why, right. would I, why would I? Why well, would okay. I? I wouldn't make the bet otherwise. All right, all right, we good. You getting on my nerves, fella? I'm gonna smack you in the face with my penis. Whoa! Let's get into uh, the questions. <laughs> Our user Speaking questions. of slapping people in the face with penises, you want to read off the first one? This from one comes in from Dino. Dino. Is it Dino? I think it's Dino. Well, that's Dino. Dino. Read it off, dude. Dino DNA. <laughs> he says, wait, is this the one that's hard to read? I think I reworded it. Okay. Uh, maybe I didn't. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. I'll make try to make we'll try to make sense of it. Do you think Dion Lewis will come in and take over one hundred percent over the James Wright James White role, or will it be more of a split with him not getting the volume of the first half of last year? Yeah, that question falls apart. But basically what he's asking is Yeah, you know. Do you think Dion will come in and do what he was doing last year before he got injured and kind of take over that role, or will it be a split with him and James White and Leclerc Garrett Blunt because you can't leave him out? Because, but I, I think it's I think it's gonna I think if Lewis is healthy and he can perform, he's gonna take. I think James White loses pretty much all of his value because um, they're the same back essentially. Except Dion was actually a pretty good. Except Dion is better. Yeah, Dion's better, but he was actually a pretty good running back. His rushing totals were pretty good last year before yeah. he got injured, too. Um, I think he's more of a well-rounded um, pass-catching back. They're, they're still going to kind of tailor games towards Garrett Blunt, no matter which way you look at it. They're going to have some of those games. It just happens all the time. It happened last year, even when Dion was healthy. Um, I mean, nobody's nobody's going to – Dion's not going to come back and like push Garrett Blunt out of the two-down back no, role. No, no. But Dion will get – First and second down carries. Yeah, yeah, he will. And uh, I think James White will still have a slight role, but honestly, this past week was his ma- first like major impact. Yeah. Um, I think James White has value with Tom Brady as long as Deion Lewis isn't in the game, isn't yeah. healthy, can't play. Once once Lewis comes back in 100% or even you know 85%, 80%, I think is Lewis's role. I mean, he's been, uh, from what I've read, he's been walking around the locker room and, yeah. you know, he can't 
leaked by NFL rules. He can't legally uh, yeah. practice with them. But there's been like no signs of him being hobbled. So if he comes back, like you said, close to 100%, uh, you know, James White is still going to get maybe – he'll go from getting what he got this past week, which was like probably about 30 snaps. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of touches this past week. But he'll probably get maybe five snaps. Yeah. And Dion's going to get 20 to 25, maybe more. And LeGarrette Blunt is definitely not going to be catching passes like he did this past week. No. Um, I mean, De- people forget – I'm sure a lot of people forget how electric Dion can be. Yeah. Um, this has been a long time since you've seen him actually play. Yeah, like I mean, weeks what like week seven or eight last year, or something I think like that. He went out week four or five oh, last no. last year. Yeah, I had him. I know I traded him to you. He went out. Uh, week I thought we traded later. I want to say it was week five, maybe. Oh, okay. Six. No, that's right because we traded like week two or three. Yeah, it was pretty early in the season. Well, I mean, the dude is so good, and he's flown under the uh, radar his entire career. Um, just really hope he stays healthy, and. Uh, Gets back into that role that he had early on in the season last year because he's he's he can be a just another uh, peg, another uh, pawn in that New England offense. Why are you talking about pegging, dude? I didn't mean to say peg. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> basically, if the the question you're asking is that should you like should you hold on to Lewis or pick him up or make a trade for him, I would say yeah, as long as you're not giving up too much. Just, just try to get them on your roster if you can. Yeah, basically the, definitely the cinema of this whole rant. All right, so next question is uh, from Big Money from SoCal. Do you think Christy Michael will dominate carries even when Rawls comes back? Yes. And he also asked, what do you think of Terrence West for the rest of the season? Uh, for the stardom. For the Christy Michael and Rawls question, I think when Rawls comes back, it'll be more of a. I think it'll be a RBBC, a running big black cock, or uh, oh wait no, it's running back by committee, right? I think the running big black cock. Uh, I mean, people forget how good Rawls was. Like last year, into last year, he was like the pickup outside of David Johnson. Yeah. He was like that boy yeah. at, at running back as far as uh, waiver wire ads. Um, and, you know, Michael, he hasn't done anything to kind of lose touches yet. Um, he's kind of been like that hype boy that everybody's been on well, about. Pay, it's paid off this year, finally. Finally, yeah. I just, I just I don't see with the way Kristen, Kristen Michael's been playing, I don't see how you can just automatically assume that because Rawls hasn't been healthy, I don't see how you can assume. I mean, yeah, there there will be a split. There will be something like Christian Mike wasn't going to have the volume he had. But I, if anything, I see it more as like a kind of a nightmare situation. Not nightmare, but maybe just a little bit more difficult to navigate. A fantasy situation. unfriendly situation. Yeah, good for the Seahawks. Yeah, good for the Seahawks. Not good for fantasy um, um, players. Um, I, I mean, just, Rawls averaged. Uh, I can like, see frustrating weeks from both. You know. Yeah, when Rawls comes back, like. You don't want to start either of them for like the first week or two, I'd yeah. say. Well, I'd say if you have to play Michael, if Michael's been like a, a RB two for you leading up to here, I'd say roll with him if you have to. Yeah, if you, it's one of those things like yeah. you won't feel good about it. But uh, I mean, Rawls, I think he averaged like five point six yards per carry last year. Yeah, which was the third highest 
among uh, players with over 150 carries. But who's the pa- better pass catching back? Because that offense is kind of skewed towards. Pass uh, they ran, they well, they got Spiller now. Yeah. But I don't. They haven't really used them no, a whole saying, lot. Like, who's the, who's like it'll be there? a it'll be a committee. That's all it is to it. Unless like Christine Michael uh, has a couple shitty games in a row, and uh, Rawls comes back and just yeah. blows Which the. Which could happen too, because Christine Michael has underwhelmed before. It, it, it's just one of those wait and see situations. What do you think about Terrence West the rest of the season? Uh, I think he could be an RB two. Yeah. Uh, he's got a tough schedule. Uh, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. You know, I, treat, I tend not to lean. I tend not to like worry about that nearly as much as I used to. Schedule stuff because you got to look at volume. Like he's a start. I mean, back. that's the main thing with uh, the running back position for sure. Yeah, it's, it, that, and more so than any other position, really. Like when it comes to matchups, I mean, he's still catching passes. He's still getting the, the lion's share of the workload at, at the running back position. Yeah, if I mean, Kenneth Dixon get healthier. He had three. He had three touches last week, right? Yeah, but they're still phasing him in and into the offense. I say the schedule thing, and you know, I looked at it uh, last week, and you know, now I look at it this week, it's not as bad. He plays the Jets next week or this week. Uh, then the Ravens have a bye. Then they play Pittsburgh, which a giant just ran all over. Then Cleveland, yeah. Dallas, Cincinnati, Miami, New England. So it's, 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 yeah, it's middle of the road. I wouldn't run with him until he starts trending in in a direction where you can't anymore. Yeah, I mean, they... Right now he's hot, so I'd play him right now. Yeah. They got rid of uh, Forsett for a reason. Um, A, uh, West was obviously looking good in practice, and he transferred it over into games. And B, Kenneth Dixon has uh, recovered from injury, and they're, you know, going to try and get him worked in. He's going to be the third down guy, like, Terrence West caught, I think, like three or four uh, passes on six targets last game. Uh, I don't see that as like a norm. Uh, West is more of like a a standard league RB two more than like a PPR guy, but he's he's definitely uh, serviceable moving forward. RB two flex play for sure. Cool. You move on to the next one. Go for it. Okay. This one is from, uh, it says Ginger DG. Is that Ginger Dog? Mm, it's just his Reddit name. Ginger DG. His Reddit name is Ginger DG. You ginger fuck. Hey. We don't, name. we don't, uh, we're not racist towards hair color. I'm coming out right now. Ginger lives don't matter. Get over it, man. Predictions, his question is predictions on Forte versus Christine Michael versus Julian Edelman versus James White for the rest of the season? I'm assuming it's James White. He wouldn't be. So I guess, like, we rank them. Uh, should we do, like, standard or half PPR or PPR? I'm not doing standard. Let's do half what PPR. I mean, a lot of people still play standard leagues, man. But why? We'll do uh, rank just... Come on, get off your high horse. I'm just saying this. We'll do them on like half PPR. I guess okay. this this would be like flex, like a bunch of flex play guys. See, and half PPR is the same as PPR to me. No, it's not though. It is because what's the not. difference? If you have if you it's have fucking the, six catches for sixty yards and in, in in half point PPR versus standard, that's still six points in standard with a little bonus in half PPR and a big bonus in full PPR. It's not a big. It's the equal amount of bonus between standard. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think it's that. It's a meet in the middle thing, thing, man. Anyway, anyway. So half, so half point is what we're doing. Yeah, rank these guys. We'll call them flex plays because that's what they all seem like. In half people, yeah, go for it. All right, so for right now, it'd be Edelman, Forte, or wait, no. No, it'd be Edelman, Chris and Michael, Forte, and then White for me. Uh, it's the same way for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we really have to delve into it, mm-hmm. but Edelman's, you know, he hasn't gotten, uh, he hasn't had a big game with Brady coming back yet, it's but it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Happen. and see Mike. The time being. Seattle. And Forte's trending downward. His way down, way down. He had a sh- such a shitty game tonight. And all those early uh, week one, week two, week three touches, those like 20-plus touches. Right now, James White, until, until Lewis comes back, James White is above Forte for me. So, actually, put Forte last. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Just, if we're White. talking rest of season, yeah. nah, that might be another story. But, so, I yeah, think – rest of season – this, for this week, how about just for this week? Uh, I'd go Edelman, C. Mike, um, White, and then Forte yeah. for this week yeah. if it was half PPR. Yeah. Um, last question will be uh, any tight ends. Wait. There's two more questions. Oh, there's two. I'm sorry. I was on the bottom of the page. It's different from the computer and the mm-hmm. tablet. All right. Any tight ends you think will have a late season boom in production this year like Jordan Reed last season? From Nick, I would say uh, Hunter Henry's a good candidate. Yeah, um, Ladarius Green coming back for Pittsburgh. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I think Ladarius Green's probably less than five percent owned. Yeah. But he's one good hit to the noggin from being retired. So that, but uh, also if he plays decent next couple weeks and then Ben comes back, yeah, you could have a. A well, decent. if he comes back and Ben isn't back for the next week and then the bye week or whatever, um, you know, with a with a not rookie quarterback, with a backup quarterback, tends to see a little bit more dump offs. If Landry has, if Landry Jones has to play a little bit more, Ben's recovery isn't what they expect it to be. I, I could see, I could see him holding some potential uh, value. That and and the thing is, uh, Jesse James is still there too, and he's he hasn't really played himself out of a role no, in the offense, you know. But if if Jordan Reed comes in and plays like he ought to, which has been a problem of his for the last couple of years, because he's like one of those fantasy darlings, kind of like Chris and Michael has been in the last couple of years. Yeah, he's got all the skill in the world. People are excited about him, but he never does anything. Jack Doyle could be a guy too Jack if Doyle. Dwayne Allen misses extended time. Dwayne Allen uh, sprained ankle. Zach Miller. They used him a lot. This well, week. Zach Miller's kind of been on the radar yeah, for a I couple so. weeks. What about uh, Clive Walford? He's kind of dropped off. Well, it's just because he got injured. Yeah. Might be yeah, a guy. A if, if there's anybody uh, that could make – I mean, it's hard to say – see anybody who could be, like, comparable to Jordan Reed's production at the end of last year. I would say Hunter Henry right now. Yeah, best. Henry would probably be the best. Best opportunity. I uh, might put Austin Safarian Jenkins up there too. That's a deeper play, for sure. Deeper. Uh, he's injured now, but yeah. he's on. You know, well, he Eric went Decker to the Jets. With Eric Decker being yeah, that's deal. yeah. There's targets to go around, and you saw tonight like the wide receivers weren't really doing. 
too much for him, but also Fitzpatrick wasn't helping. It might be time. I thought I had something in Quincy and Newman. really did. Yeah, we'll Maybe see. He had it. a couple good catches, but it wasn't until the second half. Yeah, uh, right. So we'll get to the last question. Brian just informed me he had to pee. <laughs> I got pissed so bad sure. right now. My light came unplugged. Is it still working? Is it? Uh-huh. Say something. Hello. Am I still making noise? I don't think so. When did it come unplugged? Just now. All right, so uh, Daniel just had a little technical difficulty there with his microphone. My bad. Um, so we just had one more question to get to, and then we were signing off. Uh, the last question was, uh, what three streaming QBs would you choose to go with for the rest of the season from uh, River Horse? Um I got a list pulled up of a bunch of QBs. If I had to list off three, uh, quick fire, um, of quarterbacks that are not super highly on. I mean, it seems like in Yahoo leagues and probably most NFL, ESPN, like people usually carry two quarterbacks for whatever reason. Like league-wide, people carry two quarterbacks. But um, It's baffling to me. I'd probably say... Uh, in no, you know, specific order, uh, go with Tyrod Taylor, uh, Marcus Mariota, even though they are in order on this, and Dak Prescott. Depending on if Dak keeps the job, then I'd switch over to Romo. Uh, Romo's not a bad guy to stash if you're in a deeper league quarterback-wise. Um, I think I'd be fine with all those guys. Um, and this isn't looking at their schedules because, you know, kind of lazy and not delving into that um a lot of people dropped uh guys like dalton and manning too um if manning hooks up with obj like he has like he did this past week and if they get the offense going uh manning's going to be out there in a lot of leagues to pick up uh same as bortles um what you think there dan i would say i would say the only guy with that one there probably above who was uh your last one uh, well, it wasn't, Taylor, wasn't in order, but it was Taylor, Mariota, and Prescott slash Romo. I would I would say Hoyer, yeah, Taylor, and Prescott. If I had to – or in, and maybe Bortles. He's playing a little bit better too. Hoyer would be up there with me too uh, <clears throat> as as long as it was promised that he keeps that job. Which it's I kinda, think, It's like kind of along the lines of Prescott. Yeah. But I, I think they both will. I think Prescott and Romo, there wouldn't be a huge drop off fantasy point wise with either or. Um, but I Hoyer, I think, is much better than Cutler. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> as uh, as much as it might hurt for the Chicago Bears coaching staff to hear, I don't even know what they're going to end up doing with that. But they got to they got to fucking get rid of Jay Cutler at some point. I don't know how much money they owe him, but they got to get rid of him at some point. Yep. Well, that's all the questions we got this week, and I think that's all we got for the podcast. Yep. So we're gonna go now. I think we might be back Friday. We'll say maybe. God willing. Well, we got a wedding this weekend. See you in a month. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> see you in week eleven. Hopefully not. We hopefully not. <laughs> but uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. And bye. Just bye. We're we're the. See you later, guys. We're the fantasy guys. Fantasy friends. Good luck in week seven. Woo!
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Friends. Contact Ryan and Daniel with your questions at TFF Pod on Twitter or email them at thefantasyfriendspod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tune in next time to the Fantasy Friends Podcast.